you've been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey y'all, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. We're at episode 91. And uh, real life over here, I uh, don't have my... Uh, my microphone connected just because I don't have the adapter and also um, dogs in the background chewing on treats and in the part of the house where they might want to bark and greet the squirrels so just we're gonna go with this uh, and this is the last week of story I was hoping to have an interview this month um, but the way it worked out with with the uh, the schedules of everybody it will be next month very awesome group of women I'm interviewing and so we wanted the stars to align the schedules to align so they'll be coming in a couple of weeks so for today you have me and I want to wrap up story um, you know and looking at it from a different perspective as always so if you're cooking just get cooking if you're walking I hope you're enjoying the breeze wherever you are let's let's kind of wrap up this month of story so when a good story is written and read by many, um, the author typically does a lot of research, right? And they write the story from the perspective of something that's believable, of the place that it is, the people who are in it. You know, you can feel the story. You can get to know the characters. That's really what usually draws me in. And most of us, when we're reading the story, we're anticipating the happy ending, right? And we get it most of the time. I admittedly want... Sometimes when I start a book, I want, or a movie, I, or a show, I want to know the ending. I want to know what's going to happen. And I've figured out that's why I can't handle eight seasons on Netflix because I, I, I want to know the ending. So when things end, sometimes it's a good thing for me. Um, when I read book series, I've been known to look ahead. Not lately, but that's, that's true confessions over here. Um, and so, you know, when we're reading a story and, you know, it it's, takes us on this beautiful journey, that's one thing. But when we're talking about like, the story of real life, right, there's not always the happy endings. Um, and it's, it, is a, it is from the perspective, the eyes of the beholder, right? And so I just want to talk a little bit about the parts of the story that aren't always so pretty. Uh, the parts that um, or the stories that we're in that we sometimes don't know if we can get out of. You know, it's those it's those hard things. And I I notice those stories on social media um, and all everywhere. But since you know we're we're probably on social media together, you can kind of see it where um, there's someone's been wounded, been having some trauma, and they're trying to work it out. They're feeling angry. They're they're getting triggered. Um, you know, you've seen it on social media. You're seeing it in relationships. Um, and um, most of us are kind of living our story um, from our worldview, right? And I keep reminding you that of this and myself is that everyone has their own worldview. Even within the groups that you're in that you have, you feel like like-minded and like-hearted, everyone has their own vantage point. And seasonally, right? We can shift and change and um, ebb and flow. And so I always remind people when we're talking about this that everybody has their own vantage point on reality. Um, and it's really 
important to remember that a person's perspective in the world is their reality. So in a sense, it's like their truth. And it stays that way unless they or we um, question ourselves, you know. Um, and so <laughs> it's really hard to get other people to change their perspective in the reality. And I see this online a lot where people are just trying to get other people to understand and are wondering and wondering and wondering and it's falling short or it's making people angry, triggering, whatever you want to call it, because it's coming from the point where we're assuming that the person's going to change their their view. And so the parts of the story today are kind of those, um, the ugly parts, right? The parts where we feel yucky, we feel stuck, you know, and it's not always the happy ending. Hollywood can't always quite capture it. Uh, sometimes when they do, it's hard to watch. It's hard to see, right? Uh, so I prefer, of course, to focus on the hero, I, the, the journey, you know, being the hero of our own journey. That's kind of the where I go with it. Um, with God, you know, on our side and guiding us and then the humans who are meant to be around us and we're blessed and we just, you know, all the good stuff of life that we really have. But there's another part of life, another part of the story that has been told since the beginning of time, right? Um, and it is in every movie. Remember we talked the first week this month about the villain and the victim and, you know, the guide and the hero. There is usually a villain in every story. Um, and I think I would be remiss to ignore, um, ignore that and not to bring that to your attention and to kind of talk about the villain thing, who the villain is and all of that. Um, and of course, in my, in my faith walk, the villain, the ultimate villain is, is the devil himself. <laughs> I was telling my wellness coach, like, I'm doing a podcast on the devil. And it just sounded so dramatic. But in all movies we watch, there's good versus evil, right? And however you label evil, however you label good, um, that's kind of where you're at. But for me, it, it is that, you know, it's way back from the beginning, right? Um, and so there's always the part of the story where there's the villain. And I really think that it's okay to kind of um, not always want to go there, but it's important to go there, especially when we're wanting to live in our life. By God's design, we want to be unapologetic. We want to be doing that wholehearted living. We have to acknowledge those parts of us um, and the parts of the world that's really experiencing this in their stories, right? Um, and so in a story, the villain is usually the one who aims to hurt, to stop, to deter, right? So we're cheering on the, for the hero. Sometimes they are seemingly an underdog. Um, and we're always hoping that good will overcome evil, right? I mean, I think most of us want that. Um, and most of the time it does, you know? Um, and in my faith, of course, you know, when I look at the Bible, it's like, yep, we know it's going to happen and it's happening. But we're kind of living in, well, we're living life in our humanity. We're in kind of in the waiting period. Um, you know, and sometimes we're in experiences in the story of our lives or we see other people's stories in their lives. They're in that place the place where they're kind of they're stuck with um, a lot of that um, just nastiness going on around them or in within their within their storyline and within or within ours um, and it's really it's really gut wrenching um, you know I don't know if you can think of a time when you had a loved one who was really suffering and it's painful to watch it's painful it's also painful to experience um, and we all have those times like back to social media it's not all smiles and selfies, you know, and, um, well, I like to smile and you'll see most of my pictures online smiling. Um, there are those moments where, um, as I was saying today to a client, we all get in the fetal position at a time or two, right? Um, so 
if we really want to show up big and we, you know, we want to live life to its fullest, we can't ignore that villain, the elephant in the room, right? And it's a big shift for us to shift into. Uh, most of us like to ignore it. Some of us get stuck in it. That's, you know, the, the road of depression, right? <laughs> um, or anxiety. Um, but if we're going to go about our lives at home, at work, in leadership, um, you know, where we're nurturing others, we're helping others, we're trying to grow ourselves, um, as if the world is like, you know, the rosy glasses and there's nothing ugly in the world or, or even within ourselves, really, we don't need to deny that because if we do, we're, we're not acknowledging our whole selves and we're not going to rise and shine as God intended us to do. So when we get into this whole villain thing and we we're, it's really important that we, you know, kind of acknowledge that in our lives and in, in the lives of humanity, another thing to really watch out for is getting stuck in the blaming, the pointing out, um, the whatever you want to call that icky feeling. Um, when you see this happening in people's stories and other stories, um, like when you're, you're noticing like, oh, someone's really avoiding this thing or someone's really blaming this, not from a judgmental place, but just a place of like where we ourselves or others in our lives are having a hard time handling the ugly and yucky part of life, right? So think coping skills. Uh, if you're in psychology, you think, you know, it's those defense mechanisms, you know, the projecting um, or anger on other people um, or other things, the avoiding, the blaming, the, you know, the, the scapegoating, those things that can get really ugly. Um, there are characters in our story that make it ugly for sure. Like, so if you're looking at your own story or you see the story of your loved ones, you can notice those things. And again, noticing is not judging, right? <laughs> so um, like I said before, our thoughts and beliefs really shape the way we see reality. So when somebody is stuck in that like feeling guilt and shame, they're either going to avoid or they're going to scapegoat or shame somebody else, right? It just kind of goes that way. That's where we, we get in that ugly part. We're trying to cope with life. And I think the majority of the world right now is stuck in the coping mechanisms. Um, if you're here, you're aware. And so you have you have a vantage point to make a decision or decisions on how to do it differently. And you likely already are, right? Um, so our beliefs and our thoughts really shape the way we navigate this stuff. And the people around us help shape our stories as well, right? And they influence our thoughts. <laughs> it's who we're listening to, right? And so for this episode, um, and you know, because I like to get clever with words, I'm going to talk about this, you know, this, these influences or whatnot, um, maybe potential villains, potential, you know, um, influences in our life that as sources, I named the episode, you know, uh, check your sources, right? Check your sources. And so that's kind of where I'm going with that. Um, and so like, who are your sources? Um, when it comes to um, kind of being in the, in the thick of life, right? in this part of the plot where we don't know if the villain's going to win or if the hero's going to emerge. You've been there. I've been there. Um, when you're in, when you're there, who are your sources? Who are you listening to? Um, who is influencing you? Um, who within your human sphere, like family, colleagues, friends, you know, business partners, whatever, um, mastermind buddies, who is, who is, influ who's influencing you? Um, you know, and, you know, we talked about who gets to be in our story. This is really important here, especially in this time or in the moments of our life where things feel ugly 
and hard, it's really important to, to take a, an inventory of who's in your life because it's going to make the difference, you know. And I always believe we get to decide what to write next, no matter where we are in our life. Um, so sometimes it's really important for us to stop and take stock um, and to really take a good look at our sources. You know, I said, look around you and because there's certain people in our lives that we can talk about these things with and we can notice their sources and we're one of them and we know, oh, this feels good or oh, this doesn't. I don't know what to do or how to help or where to be. Um, so when you look at your own story, like, yeah, who's who's around you? You know, um, who's influencing you? Um, and then dig a little deeper, like when we're getting into villain, like who's a villain in your life? Is it a person? Is it a situation? Is it a relationship? Is it yourself? Is it your inner critic? Is it your self-sabotage? Um, these are the things to ask you, you know, while you're cooking. I don't want to get too deep and dark, but if you're able to really like look at this from, you know, that vantage point of um, growth and love, and you're looking at the shadow parts of yourself in the world, you're going to free yourself from, from it a lot more quickly. Um, and it's really necessary to look at this, especially if you're coming to me saying, hey, I really want to live my own divine design, my own balanced life. You know, this is really going to help you cut through all of that noise, right? So let's look behind the curtain, you know, um, maybe my curtain. It might be yours too. Let, you know, you have your own. So let's let's do this. Let's look at behind the curtain and look at the source. Um, the author of what I have started to call in, you know, things, the bullshit, you know, I don't know why, but I like it. Um, and it feels fitting or better to say it that way rather than, you know, the, the depth of the evil and the sinister and all that stuff. Um, but to me, behind the curtain, you know, you know Wizard of Oz stuff, you know, the, at the root, the foundation of all the bullshit is the devil himself. And I think a lot of times we get, like I said earlier in the episode, we don't really go there. We just like, oh, there's life, life is so hard in the world today. And it's like, you know, easy to blame a human for orchestrating it, easy to blame a political leader, easy to blame all these things and people. Um, but let's just take a moment to acknowledge that the devil is a part of the world's story and he wants to be a big part of our story. Um, he's a huge part of the small scenes and the big scenes in the world. Um, I sometimes think of him as hiding in the night, just waiting to pounce, waiting to grab somebody who's feeling self-doubt, who doesn't love themselves enough to, you know, um, really look at some of this stuff and just, he just pounces, you know, he, his storyline is to divide, to conquer and to create mayhem. You know, you think of some of the villains in the movies that really capture this, right? There's confusion, there's chaos and, you know, just wrecks everything, everything around them. I think about, um, yeah, like current, some of the current world affairs, like some of that senseless evil bullshit that's going on. And um, it's just, it's devastating, right? Um, and then he plays on our weaknesses, right? Um, he thrives on the division of the world. And I think that's why I really feel like um, it's really worth us looking into this because if we get too caught up in that division of the world, we're not going to effectively live at our purpose or help the world, right? I also think of the devil as an opportunist. He spins a deceitful tale. He wants us stuck. He wants us scared, indecisive, distrusting, you name it. I'm not stuck on these conspiracy fear, theories and fear, right? This is just kind of how I see him working. Uh, he gloats when he gets us stuck in addiction, gossip, slander, blame, shame, judgment, all those things, all those coping things we talked about before, too. Um, so bringing it back to the movies we watch, right? Um, with a villain, right? The hero often can be tugged between good and evil. 
you know, with us wondering what she will choose. Sometimes in the movies, it's like, or the books, it's like, they're going to go over to the dark side. They're going to just give in and just don't do it. And we're cheering them on and we're hoping for them. Um, sometimes I think that's how God and the angels feel with us, right? Um, so when you're, when you're thinking about that, you know, it's either good or it's evil. So life isn't always black and white, you know, but like from, you know, just from this perspective, who's going to have the most influence in your life or in your story when you think about it? Um, like when you're thinking about what's going to tip the scales for me so it doesn't have to be all or nothing because I like to stay away from that. So this past year, I've been listening to a lot more worship music, which is very interesting. For many years, I was trying to get into it. I just couldn't. Um, but I really love, I do love country music too. And I think a lot of the worship music these days sounds a bit like it. And I don't know if you listen to Zach Williams, but I just love his songs. Um, and I love his song, Fear is a Liar. And the songs that speak to me lately really speak about calling out what is BS and really seeking the truth. And I realized, like I said earlier, the truth for everybody is a little bit different because of our, our reality, our experiences, our, um, our vantage point, right? But I think that whole, that authentic wanting, the authentic God-willing, God-given ending is something that uh, we all want and I think we could all agree on. I was kind of hitting the table with my hands, so I apologize if there's some noise in the background. And I'm petting a cute dog. Um, but anyway, I when I think about the devil and I get into that and I get into like what's going on in the world, I want fear to be called what it is as a liar. And I also want the story of hope. You know, um, in the midst of our stories, um, what happens when the ugly enters our story? You know, we're, we're, we're trying to live that happy ending spirit, story of hope. Um, what happens? What happens to you? Um, uh, for me, who I've, I've done a lot of work on this and it, it comes in. I mean, I, I have to admit there's ugly in my story for sure. Um, there's all of it, right? There's the sorrow, there's the jealousy, the bitterness, the anger, um, just being plain fed up with it all. I have fatigue. I get apathy sometimes, um, comparison, crap and, and intolerances sometimes. I mean, all the things that, uh, we could feel, I feel. And um, we all experience it. We all, you know, we all got to acknowledge that. And we can all be tired of seeing it. And I get tired of seeing it and mostly in myself. Um, and interestingly, sometimes I first see it in others and then the mirror's held up, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap, it's me too. Um, and so I just get sick of the all or nothing thinking too. Um, the all, like the expectations of self and others should just be able to have empathy and um you know, for everybody all the time, even when there's crap going on in their own life, you know, I think that stress and that pressure to, you know, always, always be on is, is not God given. So if it doesn't come from him, where does it come from? I guess I'm kind of getting to that. Like if, you know, if the parts of your story that are, you know, has stuck in the yuck, oh, that sounds kind of good, doesn't it? If they're not coming from God, then what are they coming from? You know, and there's, as I said, it's not full, like all or nothing black and white when it comes to good and evil, but there's usually a, a tipping point for everybody, right? Um, and we have humanness, we have messiness, we have wounds, right? He, the devil, Satan, in my, in my like language, he, play, he makes us believe the lies and he pokes those and he, he would prefer us just to stay there, I think. So kind of shifting gears a little bit, like, because the word Satan, like, it's like, whoa, that seems strong and dramatic. But what are your earliest memories of hearing about evil or Satan or things like, you know, um, 
good versus evil and, you know, all that, the villain. For me, like, I always remember the Garden of Eden story, like with the snake, you know. Um, now snakes have a bad rap in my mind, <laughs> but they do, they slither weirdly. I don't know where they're going, and I feel kind of like that with, with Satan. you got to keep an eye on him. But um, I really had the fear of God, in, in quotations, put into me. Um, but, you know, that really wasn't learning about it. That was just more like, <gasps> I got to have fear, right? When I, when I got to the point of, oh, I have a choice here, um, there's redemption, there's forgiveness, there's all these other things, um, I really, really became aware that I wanted to choose for my path um, – what was not lurking in the shadows um, and also acknowledging that I have the shadows, you know? Um, so I'm kind of the point where when we think of the villain, I'm kind of done with making ourselves and others, the villain, you know, when it, the ultimate villain, right? We all have our shadow side, but we're, um, you know, unlike what Satan is serving us for lunch. Um, we, we really don't innately want that for others. You know, if we're, if we're, if we're not tipped off to the, the shadow side, we're really wanting um, what we want for our favorite lunch. Pick what we want, right? Living that story, um, giving others the benefit of the doubt, looking at their whole story, um, looking at our whole story, you know, embracing it um, and, you know, acknowledging it, you know, <laughs> this is getting deep, isn't it? But it's real. You know, I, it's one of those things where when I work with women, like we, we finally get to some of this because, there's a snag or there's a hiccup or a catch detour, whatever. And it's usually these expectations we have of ourselves to like be good and to be on all the time. And we have that, what some refer to as the shadow side or the humanness, however you want to put it, but we don't have to villainize it. And we don't have to give, you know, give that villain part, part of the world, much of our, um, much airtime with us, you know, our focus, right? So who is your source? Again, who are you listening to? Um, it's really impactful to know what helps us know and to navigate it, right? So things we've been talking about lately, our God-given intuition, our power to choose who we surround ourselves with. They say that like, the five people around you really influence your life. Who are those people? Do you need to switch that up? Um, and then, you know, also too, um, what is our focus? Our focus is where, you know, our energy where our attention goes, our energy flows, right? Are we focused on our purpose so that therefore it radiates out to others? Or are we just stuck in everybody else's story? I mean, these things I've been asking you, you know, keep going with them. Keep seeking, keep writing about it. Just really dig deep because, you know, when we're really into this like thing called life and trying to figure it out, that personal, professional development, um, I call that kind of, you know, just like living life and wanting to be part of it. It's really worth digging here, okay? <laughs> so just checking in, like, how was this month for you when it comes to story? You know, um, did you learn some things about yourself, whether you feel like you're stuck in victim, stuck in villain, wanting to be the hero, being the hero, um, being the guide for many others, but then knowing you need a guide, all of those things. Um, when we tap into it and look at it deeper, it's really, it really helps us get into the, you know, being the narrator of our story. And when we have sources such as, for me, God, um, spirituality, and, you know, human people in my life to help me through, it just really, it changes things. And I've learned as of late, it's not really worth waiting for some of that stuff, you know, because nothing is, nothing is like a given here on earth, right? <laughs> and so we got to just go for it. Um, so one last tidbit, um, you know, wanting to talk next month with you about the both and life. Um, 
living the both and life. It's it's really a cool way to look at things. I've, I've I refer to a lot. My clients do now. I've heard other therapists who've helped uh, me understand it even more. Um, but we're going to really be looking at that living the both and life. You know, we can both, for example, we can both be afraid, but we can also go forward in faith. Um, we can both feel like unprepared, but we can also make a decision enough to move forward. I think it, it you know, makes way for for living a life that we can then find what works for us and our balance rather than the cookie cutter life, right? Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, also getting into the spirit of spring to summer and really noticing that women are look, looking for and needing ways to connect. I'm not going to go on too long about this, but I have noticed post-COVID that it's kind of hard to get out and about, but we also are looking for the our, you know community, um, women who want to live wholeheartedly, women who just feel like our people, where we can just be ourselves. We don't have to worry about having a debate or having all this trauma, drama, all that stuff. And so really, I'm really discerning in the discerning phase, I guess you could say, but I really, from the feedback I've been getting, I'm really looking to create some sort of a community um, beyond my free community that is, that is, you know, a place where women can feel like they can invest in themselves, but there, it's also something that feels good to their budget, but also helps them to grow. So look for that down the pike. I don't necessarily love the word membership, as I'm putting in quotations, but I'm getting kind of the feeling that, you know, locally and virtually, we're needing some things that are intentional and that um, we can actually hang out with people who will help us push the needle, uh, but without all of the effort and stress of, feeling like we need to fit in, the people pleasing, the comparison, all of those things. So, you know, a safe place, an inner circle of sorts. Um, but just sharing that little last tidbit to plant a seed. If you've been looking for a place, um, reach out to me um, as I develop it. I would love to add you to the list. And of course, with my retreat spaces, um, that will always be an option to add on. Um, I really think that when I started going to masterminds and retreats at destinations, even if they were local, uh, it really was a game changer for me. So I'm really excited to start using the spaces that I have. Um, if you're interested or curious, the, the website's www.intothewoodsretreat.com. It shows the retreat house, the new gathering place, and then of course my coaching stuff. It's, um, we're, it's getting really, I think, pretty and I love it. So anyway, that's all I have. It's kind of a long episode. Look back at who your sources are. Um, check out what your beliefs are about good and evil in storylines and in life and in the world. And I would love to hear from you and let me know how, how, you, how you felt about this episode. It was a little deep, but I feel like if we kind of work through some of this, the next chapters will be um, have a lot more space to write. Have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you next week. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes a village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.